I just think of, you know, how much growth I've gone through. So, you know, seeing it from the other side, it's definitely interesting. Hello, this is Tab Bartley, and you are listening to the Oath We Took podcast, the show that tells the Marine Corps story through the Marines that served. This is the ninth episode, and I'm joined today by Alicia Page. She is the reason for this podcast. I know so many amazing Marines who hesitate to tell their stories. Their stories hold so much power and so many life lessons. Oftentimes, though, they go untold. Not every Marine's story is the same. What is the same is the oath that we all took. I'm honored today to have Alicia on to share a piece of her story. We'll be talking about her journey into the Marine Corps and her experience receiving the $180,000 NRTC scholarship. Alicia, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. So the first question that we always start with is why did you decide to join the Marine Corps? Yeah, so I would say there are a couple of different reasons. Um, You know, I've got a family background with the Marine Corps. My dad's a former Marine on the enlisted side, did his first four years, got out as a corporal. And then my uncle also had Marine Corps time as well on the officer side. So, you know, growing up, I always was listening to their positive stories and experiences that they had in the Marine Corps. So I think to an extent in the end, that was something that did influence me. I wouldn't necessarily say it was the primary influencer, but it absolutely had an impact on me. Um, I think for me, you know, I I grew up in a very small town, two stoplights, abundance of tumbleweeds, um, not a whole lot there. So for me, I knew that I always wanted something that would give me an opportunity to get out of that small town and even get out of the state of New Mexico because I had lived there my whole life. So, you know, my knowledge of the Marine Corps And the success that both my dad and my uncle had, and honestly, both of them contributed it to the Marine Corps. When I got to that point where I was trying to decide, you know, how I was going to get myself out of my hometown and the state and start to kind of expand my views beyond my, you know, small bubble in New Mexico, I saw the Marine Corps as a way to essentially get me out of that situation. And, you know, I, I'm naturally very introverted as well. Um, but I've always had a desire to be a leader, you know, even at an early age through school, you know, if I could be the um, team captain for my track team, you know, we the people National History Day, which are other competitions I did, I always wanted to have some sort of leadership role, but I didn't quite have the development I needed to be able to step out to be fully comfortable doing that. So for me, I knew I also wanted to make a decision. Um, that would put me completely outside of my comfort zone. And that probably sounds a little bit weird for most people. Like, why would you want to purposefully make yourself uncomfortable? But for me, I knew that that's the additional push that I needed to actually achieve what I wanted to in the future. And how did your family feel about you, you know, being a female and wanting to join the Marine Corps? Yeah, so I would say that my family was extremely supportive. If anything, they were probably shocked Um, You know, I I hadn't talked too much about wanting to join the Marine Corps really until my senior year of high school when it was crunch time and I really need to start to make a decision of what I was going to do. So, you know, I think my mom was a little nervous at first, more so than my dad, but my dad, I think, was very proud. And at the end of the day, you know, they both didn't go into college until later in life. 
So for me to have the opportunity to go to college, which is what they really wanted for me, and to also be a part of the Marine Corps, which, you know, my dad's beloved Marine Corps, they were extremely supportive of that. And how did you know about the NRTC scholarship? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm in the recruiting environment now as operations officer, um, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but, you know, the recruiter was very involved in my high school. So, you know, I would see him there doing the table displays. I would see him there interacting with the students. And my mom's actually a teacher at the high school that I went to. So, you know, she knew I had some interest in the Marine Corps. I had never directly interacted with the recruiter at that point, but he had done, I'm sure it was a class talk in her classroom. And that was one of the things that he threw out. So, you know, my mom caught his attention, let him know, you know, my daughter's interested in this. She, uh, she called me down to her classroom. And from there, I started to talk to the recruiter. You know, he let me know a little bit about the scholarship, what it entails. And for me, I think I was automatically hooked because, you know, my parents weren't going to be able to completely pay for my college for me to go out of state. I knew that there was going to be some sort of financial burden there. And, you know, as far as the leadership opportunities that he spoke about, it essentially hit almost every wicket of what I was looking for. So I definitely had a lot to go home to think about after that conversation. I believe it. And to make such a big decision, you know, in high school, I feel like it is because it's the scholarship is a whole process, right? Can you kind of walk me through what you had to do to even qualify for the scholarship and then to actually get the scholarship? Yeah. So it was 2014, which was a little bit ago. So, you know, from, from what I remember initial steps, you know, there's an academic piece to it, a leadership piece and a physical fitness piece. So at the base of it, you know, putting together a resume and truly seeing how competitive I was, was kind of that first step. And then secondly, seeing whether or not I could do the physical fitness piece. So for the scholarship specifically, they have you run a physical fitness test, um, just as they do in the Marine Corps. Luckily, I was in, you know, cross country and track, and I had just coming off of my cross country season. So, you know, the running piece came <laughs> Luckily, the physical fitness piece um, was not too much of a challenge at that time. Um, but essentially, you run a, a physical fitness test. You can run it multiple times if you want. I believe I ended up running it three times in total before I put in for the scholarship. And then, like I said, putting together your resume, you know, all of the positive things you have. So National History Day was a national you know, history <laughs> competition that I did. Um, that I went to nationals for a couple of years in a row. So that was one thing, you know, National Honor Society, um, We the People, student government, things like that are what I was putting on my resume. And then, you know, there's an actual application that you fill out. So before you put an application, you also have to go through an interview process with the recruiter initially, and then later the executive officer of that recruiting station. So that was something that I did um, once I kind of got my initial paperwork put together, conducted that interview. He asked me essentially basic screening questions, asked me a little bit more in depth about my leadership experience, you know, my desire, why I wanted to pursue the scholarship. He was extremely thorough in the fact that I could tell that whoever they want receiving the scholarship and even applying for the scholarship, they wanted that drive to truly be there and ensure it was the right people. 
um, to fit the application. And how was that experience? Because you mentioned you were an introvert. How challenging was that experience, even just like in that moment? Like before you're even in the Marine Corps, they're essentially like challenging almost who you are. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm being honest, it was extremely intimidating. I had never really had a face to face interview. It almost felt like a job interview <laughs> that early on. So, you know, for me, it was absolutely intimidating. And I mean, as I'm a Marine now, and, you know, as you're a former Marine, you know how Marines carry themselves. They come off very confident initially. So for me, I would say there was a little bit of self, self-doubt slightly with the process because I was like, is this truly, is that truly what I'm going to become? Is that something I can become in the future? Um, but it definitely already started to push me out of my comfort zone, surprisingly, even just through that process. You know, because it wasn't, it didn't feel as though the Marine Corps recruiter and the executive officer were essentially begging me to continue with the process. It was more so of me driving that process. And for me, obviously, you know, my intent behind that um, needed to be extremely strong for me to continue to push through with that. Yeah. And so once you, so you went through the process and ended up getting the scholarship, what did that journey then look like to actually becoming a Marine? Did you get to pick what college you went to and what did college look like for you? Was it a lot different than your peers? Yeah. So as far as the college selection process goes, so simultaneous to putting in the application, you're also filling out, I believe at the time it was your top five schools that the scholarship could be applied to, one of which had to be an in-state school um, just for financial reasons. So I applied to the University of New Mexico, Arizona, Arizona State University, I believe was my second choice, Oregon State, and I want to say Kansas State. Um, I don't even remember what the fifth one was. <laughs> um, so I did get the scholarship originally to my first choice, which is University of New Mexico that I put down. But, you know, as I said earlier, I really truly did want to get out of the state away from my family and actually have the opportunity to be independent. So I actually put in for a transfer for the scholarship to be put in at Arizona State University um, after I went to go visit with my mom and realized that, you know, that's an ROTC program and that's the school that I wanted to go to. So a scholarship was transferred to Arizona State University. And just as any regular college student would, um, you know, I packed a vehicle, moved to Arizona State University. I would say the biggest difference was that I was then in the Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps program. So I actually went, I believe it was a week or two earlier than when most students moved in because we had a new student orientation where, you know, our assistant Marine officer instructor essentially, you know, yelled through us, they PT'd us, they got us used to what that environment was going to be like. So outside of that, you know, initially getting to college was pretty normal minus those two initial weeks. Um, but, you know, my class schedule was normal. I incorporated my Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps program classes with my regular schedule. And of course, you know, we had morning PT three days a week. We had lab one day a week, but it was typically early in the morning around 530 prior to me even starting my day. So it was kind of like this transformation, you know, in the mornings, I would go do my military stuff and then, you know, zero 900 would roll around and I was just a regular college student going through my classes, having that experience, you know, getting to 
interact with students from different states, different mindsets. Um, and that's really what I was looking for is that collaboration. I also knew I wanted to feel like a regular college student. So I, I got to both worlds in that sense. And when they found out that you weren't a regular college student, how did, how did they interact with that or kind of what was people's reactions to that? I mean, I would say a lot of times they were shocked um, just because, you know, my, just the way that I initially am, it's not, you know, really in your face. I, I didn't really brag about it. I didn't talk too much. So when it would casually come up or, you know, I'd mention maybe something I had in the morning, I think there's a little bit of shock there. Typically, they just had a lot of questions about it, you know, what it was like if I'm typically, you know, really actually like a regular college student. And did you get to pick what you went to school for, like what you were studying? Was that all your choice as well? Yes, I did. So on the Marine Corps side, really, you can pursue any degree that you want. Um, for me, initially, I was looking at kinesiology and then uh, a bit of a polar opposite. But I ended up majoring in communication and minoring in political science. But, you know, as far as the Marine Corps, the biggest thing is that you earn your your degree at the end of the day. So whatever that's in, which I think was another nice thing about the scholarship was that, you know, I wasn't limited so much to the point where I couldn't pursue what I wanted to um, when it came to expanding my knowledge. So you essentially, I mean, they pay for a degree of your choosing. You get a study, study what you want, and it sets you up not only for the Marine Corps, but then whenever you do decide to get out for the Marine Corps, you're now, you're set up. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and at what point do you actually then in that process become a Marine? Yeah, so you do have to finish your full undergraduate degree. So it was about a week apart, essentially, that I graduated college and then I commissioned within the same week. So it's kind of a, a simultaneous process there. That's awesome. And what job you're in the Marine Corps now, as you mentioned earlier, and you work at a recruiting station, but you've now been, you know, that's not your normal or main job in the Marine Corps. So what, what is your main job in the Marine Corps and what are some of the things that you've done in the Marine Corps that you've enjoyed and have been growth experiences for you? Yeah, so out of the, the basic school, I received the 0102 um, manpower officer job from that. So for the first three and a half years in the Marine Corps, I was a manpower officer um, and the legal officer for 8th Communication Battalion in North Carolina. So for me, you know, three and a half years is a little longer than the normal tour I did extend um, that way I could go through the board screening process for um, a couple of additional things. So for me, you know, I think that was a pretty challenging bullet to get right outside of it, um, just simply because, you know, there was a captain at the time that I was replacing. I was coming in as a brand new second lieutenant. So again, you know, the Marine Corps was finding ways to challenge me, push me out of, outside of my comfort zone naturally. Um, but for me, you know, just getting up to speed while I'm also figuring out the Marine Corps was challenging, but I found that I actually really enjoyed the legal officer aspect of my job, um, getting to work with the staff judge advocate, you know, NCAS, those outside third parties that work alongside the Marine Corps. Um, I really found that to be the most interesting part of the job, but that, and also, you know, as a manpower officer, I'm collaborating with, you know, commanding officer, executive officer, first sergeants, I'm really there to support the whole unit. So I'm truly getting to know, you know, every in and out of the unit, getting to interact with multiple Marines, 
Um, and it's just been a really good experience for me as far as exposure. And again, like I said, I, I was pretty introverted before I joined the Marine Corps. So for me to be pushed outside of my comfort zone, to be communicating with multiple people on a daily basis, um, again, that's exactly what I was looking for. And you had mentioned earlier that, you know, one of the things you were also looking for was like that leadership and being in those type of positions and getting that experience. Do you feel like you've gotten that so far in your career? Yes, I would say so. As a manpower officer, I'm in charge typically of a, a smaller admin shop of Marines. And I had anywhere from eight to 10 Marines under me during that time. So while it was a smaller shop, it absolutely gave me the opportunity to really get to know them. Um, and take on that leadership role. And then, you know, the flip side to being a manpower officer is that I'm also there advising my executive officer and my commanding officer and sergeant major on more serious issues. So for me, I was getting, you know, that bomb down leadership experience and then that top up as well. And as a, as um, the opso now at the recruiting station, has it kind of come full circle that you're now seeing kids who were in your position uh, ap- applying for the scholarship and joining the Marine Corps. How, how is that kind of seeing it from the other side of things? I think for me, you know, going to recruiting was not necessarily something that I requested or, you know, that I put down on paper, but I would say that I'm extremely fortunate to have ended up in recruiting and again, you know, I'm the operations officer. So while I'm not directly dealing with the NROTC process, you know, my executive officer does give out my number. I have had the opportunity to talk to one or two of the applicants. And, you know, it's always a great experience because I look at them and I see them, you know, coming out of high school. This is something they clearly want to do. But you can also tell that they haven't quite had you know, that structure and that leadership, and they're a little more timid, just as I was. And, you know, for me, I always just flash back to the time. I just think of, you know, how much growth I've gone through. So, and, you know, my cousin just recently put in for the scholarship. He's a senior right now. So it really is coming around full circle. That is so cool. And it's so cool that your family has such a history of serving and then like serving in the Marine Corps. Like that's very unique. A lot of times you hear people, you know, talking about like their grandpa was in the army or the air force, but not a whole family of Marines. And how do you see kind of your career going? And and I guess, what are you hoping to still gain from the Marine Corps? Are you hoping that you stay in for a while and that there's still more that you can get from it? Yeah. So I always like to say that you know, during my time in the Marine Corps, I've really been 50-50 split. So whether that's staying in the Marine Corps or getting out of the Marine Corps. And I think my primary reason for that is that I never want to be someone that stays in the Marine Corps simply because I feel as though that's my only option. You know, I want to stay in the Marine Corps because there are still things that I want to be able to learn from the Marine Corps and things that I want to put back into it. So you know, for me, like I said, I'm 50-50 split, but as far as what I'm probably still looking to get out of the Marine Corps, you know, my current billet, I've been in it about seven months now. It is the most challenging. Um, I would like to think that I may ever be in if I stay in the Marine Corps. Um, So I really just hope to gain more when it comes to, you know, communication skills, conflict management is another big one. Um, And really, you know, being in recruiting does test your 
moral abilities and endurance um, because it can be, you know, mentally draining at times. So I think there are absolutely things that I can still get out of the Marine Corps. And what are some of the things you do to combat that? I mean, recruiting duty is, it is such a hard duty and especially in the position you are in. And what are some of the things that you're doing to be proactive to combat that um, fatigue and, and, and those issues? Yeah, so it's taken me a little while to figure that balance out, but I would say one of the biggest things for me is that I'm also, I was already partway through my master's degree when I came into recruiting. So for me, that's something I wanted to finish. So being able to unwind and turn my mind off from the recruiting side, you know, contracting, shipping numbers, and switching over to something uh, academically that I really enjoy that's going to completely switch my mind over. That's been one thing for me. And then, you know, I've always had that, that passion for running since I've been in high school. So when I can, just getting out and physically doing something as well. And I know you mentioned your dad and your uh, uncle were a huge influence on you in joining the Marine Corps. Is there somebody who, since you've been in the Marine Corps, has been a huge influence on you? There definitely are people that have had an influence on me. You know, I would say the adjutant while I was at ETHCOM that was at the Marine Information Group, uh, she was always there for me when it came to both my personal and professional development. And it went much deeper than just, you know, her reaching down to see how things were going at the unit. It was more so, you know, how is your mental health? How are you holding up? You know, because it is a lot for you. So I would say she's definitely had a positive impact for me. And, you know, especially I would say as being a female in the Marine Corps, I've always found that those strong female leaders that also want you to succeed are the ones that have, you know, helped me along the way the most. And how cool is it that you are now in a position where I know you're not getting to interact, you know, a lot or a lot directly with those police and those who are joining, but how, how is that impact to you knowing that you're impacting them, even if it's in, you know, indirectly or directly, how does that feel to you? You know, like you said, I'm a little removed from the pulleys, but occasionally I am getting to go to those pool functions and have conversations with them. And I think for me, again, it's one of those things where I, I look at them and I understand they haven't gone through the transformation. And for me, when I first got to my job, I had to kind of find my purpose and figure out what that was because I did feel so far removed from the recruiter level where they truly are the ones making that initial impact on someone's life. Um, But for me, I've just had to realize, you know, as being a part of that supporting effort with recruiting, that I'm also contributing to that. And that also gives me purpose in the Marine Corps still. So, I mean, it absolutely feels amazing to know that there are young men and women that are going through recruiting station Richmond that are kind of, you know, be coming out the other end, just a completely different person and have the confidence really just like me to achieve whatever it is that they want to in the future. And I think it's so cool as well. Like, again, even if you may not directly impact them, they know that there's like a female who's holding this billet. And even just like having Max, you know, when I went in, I didn't know if a single female anywhere in the chain of command of like joining the Marine Corps. And when I went on recruiting duty, my XO was a female. And it was just like, even just knowing that is such a, I think a big impact on, again, like you said, the males and the females, it's not just 
you know, one gender that's being impacted to see that. And so, and so the last question I have for you is if you had to take the oath again, would you? Yes. So I would absolutely take the oath again. You know, there's a reason why I accepted career designation after the first four years. It's because, you know, I still felt like I had so much more to owe back to the Marine Corps because the Marine Corps has given me, you know, everything that I have right now. Um, it got me out of New Mexico. It's expanded my mindset. It's allowed me to work with some of the most incredible people. And at the end of the day, you know, now I have that confidence, whether I stay in the Marine Corps or get out, they like said to pursue whatever it is that I want to. And I don't necessarily have that fear that I'm going to fail or not be able to bounce back from that. So yes, 100%. <laughs> We Took podcast, and you just heard a piece of Alicia's story. You now know one more Marine and one more piece of Marine Corps history. Her service matters. Her stories matter. Not every Marine's story is the same. We didn't all join the military for the same reason. What is the same is the oath that we all took. An oath that easily could have ended in death, and for some, it did. So listeners, Instead of asking you to thank a Marine for their service, I'm going to challenge you to continue to listen to their stories instead.